You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, released on the 11th of October, 2020. We bring darkness. This planet is ours. I'm Benji. He's Nick. Hello, let's read the list of what's happening in this podcast of audio drama goodness. I seem to have gone completely over the top. Oh, yes. (laughs) One... Our latest reviews this week, Short Trips, that's Doctor Who Short Trips, of course, Downward Spiral, uh, The Fifth Doctor, and it's read by Sarah Sutton. Two listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Three, behind-the-scenes Time Lord Victorious, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not by Carrie Thompson. Four, the randomoid selectatron says brackets, explain. Um, I will explain. It's we Explain! Pl- <laughs> We pluck a random release from the archive. We have a little chin wag about it, and then you get 25% discount. I mean, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? Next up, five, the drama tease, Shadow of the Daleks 1, aimed at the body, a fifth Doctor story starring the wonderful Peter Davison, and it's by James Kettle. Ooh, reminds me. Let's have some tea. Uh, let's have a quick chat about Time Lord Victorious. You've heard of it, haven't you, Ben? Yes, I have. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's creating huge ripples throughout the Doctor Who community on the internet, the isn't it? It's everywhere. Well, explain you can't escape it. It's everywhere. Some stuff about it. Uh, Mandy Thwaites, a name you may not have heard. I don't know. She's the head of publishing at BBC Studios. She came up with this brilliant idea for all the Doctor Who licensees to create a multi-platform story arc. And we've been talking about it for years. And we finally, uh, you know, all got together and managed to sort out a way of doing it quite a while ago now. We had big discussions about who should be the creative force behind it. Many names were on the table. And at a very important meeting, I suggested James Goss, and everyone thought he'd be brilliant. Uh, so, and he has been a force of nature, commissioning what feels like a record amount of content. Let's look at what Big Finish is contributing. Well, already released last week, it's Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, Short Trips, Master Thief, Lesser Evils by Simon Guria and Sophie Isles. And released this week in the subject of our behind-the-scenes feature, Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not by Carrie Thompson, starring Paul McGann. Well, out in November, we've got Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, The Enemy of My Enemy by Tracy Ann Baines, starring Paul McGann. Whilst out in December, Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, Mutually Assured Destruction by Lizzie Hopley, starring Paul McGann. Also out in December, Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, you're getting the hang of this, aren't you? Genetics of the Daleks. (laughs) See what we did there? By Johnny Morris, starring Tom Baker. Ah. Also, Doctor who time lord victorious echoes of extinction by alfie shaw starring paul mcgann and (laughs) david tennant this is out in december just to remind you this is a vinyl release it's the vinyl countdown and by special arrangement the distributors demon records have allowed us to release a download of it well right then it's now time to delve into the latest reviews As we teased you, this week we're looking at Doctor Who, Short Trips, Downward Spiral. Here's the trailer. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Short Trips, Downward Spiral. It can be a hard thing hanging on to your sanity. When you're on your own. When you're millions of miles from home. When you're in zero gravity. Everything becomes... Unmoored. The Doctor, who was already practicing his best zero-gravity pirouette, exclaimed that whatever ship we were on, it wasn't the Ventici 9. The Doctor ushered you over to the window. Ushering is very easy in zero-gravity, it turns out, to see what we'd seen. A patch of empty space. No stars. Meaning that something there was blocking our view of space. Something that didn't want to be seen. It seemed awfully coincidental that we'd landed on your ship minutes before it went into freefall. Not coincidental? 
the doctor muttered. Not coincidental at all. Big Finish. We love stories. Simple stuff. Just go to bigfinish.com and type downward spiral into the search pane at the top. Yes, that's right. And you'll get hold of this little beauty. Now then, uh, first up, we've got Mm coltbox.co.uk. And it says here, recorded last year, the themes of isolation are remarkably fitting for the times. Alan Flanagan's story digs into the loneliness of the long-distance space pilot. We enjoyed the descriptions of zero gravity and Siobhan's hand-drawn signage on board. Whilst the threat outside the ship remains rather undefined, it is sufficient to be a motivator uh, for the plot. The tale resolves with a pleasingly simple solution, as well as providing a clever explanation to unusual storytelling device employed. Uh, To that end, uh, it is one that demands a second listen with a new perspective. Oh, who, who, who review, who, who, famous owl site, uh, <laughs> dot wordpress.com, who, the, uh, Owen, who is, uh, yeah. zero. Oh, he's got done one of those things, hasn't he? <laughs> he's done that thing. Uh, the highlight of this story for me was its ending. Oh, well, just skip to that. Uh, which sees Flanagan deftly tie up the themes of loneliness, isolation, and a family in a way that warms the heart and, again, ties back into the real world. It's gloriously life-affirming, which is welcome during the uncertain times we're currently living through. All of this, in combination with a minimalistic but effective soundscape from Richard Fox, makes for a really powerful story. One that I can unreservedly say is the highlight of this year's short trip so far. Highly recommended. That's one, two, three, four, five stars. The full whack, the full whack there. Well, we are cult.rocks says Ooh. a breath of fresh air in so many ways, showcasing a real sense of tact and emotional storytelling, mm. backed up by very strong prose and structure skills. I it's see. a great time, uh, and in brackets here it says, and a lockdown audio if ever there was one. And on Twitter, Carl will four two six zero one three three seven catchy name Carl uh, says latest short trip from At Big Finish is Downward Spiral by Alan Flanagan, performed by Sarah Sutton. This was an excellent story and really rather prescient and timely during lockdown with its themes of isolation and loneliness. Sarah Sutton always has a very pleasant narration style. Well, keep it up with the vibes. London Concrete says Downward Spiral from Big Finish is read to perfection by Sarah Sutton. Hashtag Doctor Who, hashtag Short Trips. Oh, remember those hashtags. So, yeah, that's interesting, that, isn't it? How there was no idea in the planning that the the whole lockdown thing would happen, and yet it chimed really well. Uh, it's just one of those coincidences, they call some round here. Um, but there'll be more reviews next week when we take a look at the sixth Doctor story, The Lovecraft Invasion. Coming up soon, we delve behind the scenes with this week's full cast audio drama, Time Lord Victorious release, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not. But first, can I believe my ear things? Uh, you can. Huh. It's listeners' email wobbles. That's right, and uh, if you want to send your emails in, it's super easy. You don't even need a ballpoint pen, you just need a keyboard. Type it out and send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. And, and it gets you, it's just, you Lovely. know, we might read it out. I mean, you never know, do you know what I mean? You never know. Excellent. Excellent! Uh, something, Thank isn't you. it, about enemies saying the word excellent? That seems mm. somewhat silly. You know, you just can't imagine such an excitable creature. Um, first up, anyway, we've got Drew O'Toole here. Uh, subject on this one is quick question for the podcast. Ah, you've come to the right place, Drew. Hi, Nick and Benji. As per usual, Big Finish has continued to release hit after hit of excellent oh. content these last oh. few weeks. Ow! Um, loved uh, the two Time Lord Victoria short trips featuring the master. Yeah. Um, I was hoping you could answer this question as I've yes. been curious. Hmm. What is the square root of the unlaid... No, it's the wrong question. Um, (laughs) With the last monthly range title releasing in March 2021, but the relaunch not happening until January 2022, will there be a break from content for the 5th, 6th and 7th Doctors in the interim? Or will there be something released? Hope you're keeping well, Drew. 
Well, Drew, that's a really interesting question. Um, what you're referring to when you say the relaunch is when we have all the doctors in their different ranges. So there'll be a fifth doctor range, a sixth doctor range, and a seventh doctor range. Um, and there, there is a gap between the last main monthly range release in March and that. But there will be all sorts of interesting content coming up. I can't reveal what it is yet, but there will be, yeah, yeah, there'll be some box sets and things, and and the, the your favourite doctors will feature. Uh, Meiku Wataharu has written in um, and said echoes of extinction oversight hello Messrs Briggs and Clifford I hope you gentlemen are doing well I'm a second generation Hoovian my mother was first and I've been a big Finnish listener for several years now I started with Zagreus and a few years later decided to dip my toe into the monthly range when I realised my mother was unaware of your magnificent work in the Hooniverse Please forgive me if that term irks you, either of you. No, it doesn't. It's fine. I decided to give her a volume of Big Finish CDs featuring her favourite doctor, the one and only Tom Baker. I posted her reaction on Twitter. We should have a look at that, shouldn't we? Someone's up. Open the link. What does it say? What does it say? <clears throat> well, I've got Merry Christmas, Mom, courtesy of Big Finish. Oh, I see. And she's talking about it here. She's. What's she saying? It's been really wrapped up, these CDs. She can't get them open. <laughs> Doctor Who, the Lost Stores. Oh, my goodness. This is the fourth Doctor. This is, this is Tom Baker. I love him. This is great. Oh, man. Well, there we are. This is great. Oh, man, she said, which I think is... Um recommendation enough that was four years ago and since then i have been giving her all the tom baker and david tennant her other favorite doctor stories she's uh, absolutely up there they're cl the classic doctor who fan tom baker and david tennant the two doc top doctors aren't they uh stories you have published on cd so far for christmas her birthday and just random occasions throughout these past years she'll definitely be thrilled when on her birthday this year she sees that david tennant and tom baker are in the same story and i'm fairly certain she'll be excited when the 10th doctor and river song are teamed up again just in time for christmas I'm looking at the new David Tennant stories for future gifts and discovered one of them is not going to be available on CD. It appears that one of the Time Lord Victoria stories, Echoes of Extinction with Paul McGann, is download only. Can this be true? Is there an error on the webpage? Will there be an option for this to be available on CD soon? I hope you'll be able to answer this and I won't have to deprive my mom of all that David Tennant stroke Paul McGann goodness. Uh, thank you both for all you've done and continue to do. I look forward to hearing all of the news stories you have coming out later, at least the ones you can tell us about right now, indeed. Please be safe, take care, and keep churning out magnificent material. Sincerely, Maiku Wataharu, not my actual name. Oh, Mobile, Alabama, USA, my actual hometown. Yeah. B.S. If you happen to be reading this out on the 18th of October, it's her birthday today and mine. If it isn't too much to ask, would you honour us by wishing the both of us a happy birthday? Thanks for your time. Well, it's not the 18th of October. It's on release day. It'll be the 11th of October. But, you know, in advance, happy birthday. Happy birthday. In answer to your question, Echoes of Extinction is released by uh, Demon Records as a vinyl release. Uh, and they wanted it as an exclusive, as a vinyl release. Um, and uh, we, uh, you know, were aware that many people would want to listen to it by other means. And we managed to get them to agree to it being a download, but not a CD. Um, so, I mean, I hope that that might be sorted out in future. But apologies, it was kind of out of our hands. So sorry about that. Well, we got one more here. It's from Aidan Cross. Uh, subject of this one is blank, so who knows what it's about. It's, a, yeah. it's an open book. Uh, hello to the team at Big Finish. I'm a relatively new listener. Uh, the first time I heard a big, a big Finish story was the Fifth Doctor adventure, The Mutant Phase. I was around Mutant eight. Phase. Oh, what a classic that one is. I was around eight years old, and it came free with Doctor Who magazine. It blew I think it was my... actually Doctor Who Adventures. It, but, ah. uh, it's, I, but anyway, yeah. there are a few goodies that came through with magazines. Mm. Remember, the coup was one of them. Um, the coup, yeah, the unit story. Was it unit the coup? Oh, the coup. I see what you mean. Yes. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cuckoo clock. Um, 
it blew my tiny sized brain. The idea of old doctors returning past their tenure was beautiful and introduced me to the world of classic Who. I felt assured when David Tennant left the following year that one day I may hear the Tenth Doctor again. Uh, so thank you. As a 20 year old now, it still astounds me what you've achieved, which, is un which was unheard of. Um, you've all created something truly special. Oh, thank you. My question for you today is, would you yes. ever consider making limited edition releases of certain stories on cassette tape? It's a very popular trend amongst musicians currently and makes for fantastic collector's items. Uh, personally, I would buy any Big Finish releases on cassette form, no matter the series. And I know there is a growing community who would do the same, even if it's just for the novelty. Mm. I dream of the day that I can line up a Night Doctor Adventures cassette with my VHS <laughs> copy of Series 1 from 2005. Is this something you would consider? All the best, Aiden. Wow. I don't know. I mean, you know, I would never rule it out. All right. But that we're not planning to do it. I mean, the quality, cassette tape quality is terrible. It's really the, funny. Talking actually. to a man who worked work with cassette, you know, <laughs> for multi-track uh, recording and stuff for years and years and years and had to put up with a sort of wow and flutter, the stretching of the tapes, the tangle, the... And it's so tiny. And uh, but you know, if people love it, I just uh, if you can guarantee me, let's say, two thousand people. Yeah, if you can get two thousand people who commit to buying it, then we'll do it. All right. But I want signed affidavits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cassettes are one of those things. It's uh, I can understand the convenience of it, the portability back in the day. But um, yeah, yeah, such, a, a such a step down in quality. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's I've, got a, I've got a friend um, who lives in Cardiff and he said, oh, yeah, he said, I'll have to come down sometime. And uh, so we could write some music. I was thinking we could make some sort of like, you know, like sort of lo-fi cassette quality type <laughs> tunes. And I was thinking, why on earth do I want to spend all my time trying to make something sound worse than it could than it could sound normally? Um, but I can understand as somebody that loves the past, I can understand the retro yeah, yeah. aesthetics of a cassette. Um, yes, I mean, sorry, were you going to... No, I just, I just remembered something that made me chuckle, which is, remember when I was younger, I used to have lots of cassettes and stuff in the car. I remember, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was something, it might have even been Evil of the Daleks, but I remember I must ah. have accidentally at some point uh, clicked the record button. Because I remember, it, like in the in the middle of the tape, when there was a great bit of the story, it suddenly cut to like me talking about something completely irrelevant in the background, you know. And I remember every time oh. it just irritated me. It's like, yes, oh no, it's that bit again. <laughs> well, we could do that, couldn't we? Especially we could release cassettes and just have random bits of us talking during. Just, them. just ruin it and, and. Doctor, what is it? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, one sugar or two is uh, it? Three, please, three. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I just. Um, yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I listened to old Doctor Who on cassette for years and years because I used to record it off the telly on cassettes. I think Just, that, yeah. that with all these sorts of things, it's like, for me, why I love records so much. I do feel that when things aren't MP3, um, and CDs to an extent, but you can forward lots of bits, of, you feel more of a need to listen to it all in, in its complete form rather than flicking back and forth and turning things off. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, true. with a CD, you've got like the you know next track. It's easy to kind of forward or move on, but with like a, a cassette or a record, you you kind of feel a bit more committed to listening to it. I don't know. Mm. I mean, the, I would just say, and I have said this before, so fast forward if you're bored. Um, the only reason we did cassette releases of our Doctor Who's to start with was that when we first started doing audio drama, we were told it's by those in the industry, it's spoken word. And spoken word is bought on cassette. People will not buy CDs of spoken word. That is just, you know, music is on CDs. Spoken word is cassette because everyone has cassette players in their car as standard. People have cassette Walkmans and all this kind of thing. And the CD Walkmans and CD players in people's cars weren't standard at that point. And, and so we thought, oh, we have to do them. And then we realized that... Uh, you know most people were demanding the cd quality and also the cassettes were more expensive to make bizarrely uh whereas the market demanded that they had a lower um retail price they were more expensive to make whereas the cds were obviously because i'm saying cassettes were more expensive cds were cheaper to make but um the the market showed that people would pay more for them 
because of the perceived increase in quality. So it's one of those crazy things. And that that gap between reality and uh, fantasy, you know, the actual price of a CD and how much it costs to make one was the thing that made Big Finish's business model possible. Really? So that's yeah. a complete because we could, factor. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. We would not have been able to continue with cassettes. It was too expensive. And you think and you as well, paid, you know... You we're... paid per inch or foot of cassette tape, you know. So if the story overran, it would be much more expensive, which is why those early releases, the cassette versions are on some stories. I think Sirens of Time, I don't know whether it's on any of the others, are cut-down versions. Wow. Because it was just really too expensive to release the full version. Yeah. Just goes to show, you know, different, different problems for different formats. It's like with the... Um, I mean, we've we've corrected the, this now, but on our um, Captain Scarlet, Nick's looking really puzzled. Well, sorry, sorry, I, I was completely irrelevant. There was something flashed up on my computer, nothing to do with anything. Um, on our Captain Scarlet releases for Big Finish, you know, one of the problems that we had with one of those stories was that it was originally released on uh, a record. I think it was, uh, it might have even been uh, on a seven-inch, and mm, it was, it uh, was, and yeah. It, they to to basically put it on the cd they actually slowed it on the record sorry it slowed down and so at the end it sounded really slow like that and so part of that you know was to do with just the space that you have and so making the most of that it was something like that or to fit it was either to fill it out or something i some um, we've discussed this before and somebody's spoken about this properly because i'm just babbling but um one thing we had to do was was wind that back up again so it sounded normal but you know that was such an you think now we don't even think about that you know maybe with cds we think maybe we'll need to split this onto two cds for example yeah of course but there's a finite amount of space but in terms of crazy things like cutting stuff (coughs) you know it just doesn't doesn't happen like that but it's interesting you know that's that's formats isn't it really hey ho Thank you for those wise words, Benji. Uh, that's it for this week. More next time. Keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. Well, time now to go behind the scenes with Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not, written by Carrie Thompson, produced by Alfie Shaw, directed by Scott Hancock, and starring Paul McGann. Hello, I'm Alfie Shaw, and I'm the producer of He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not. The brief we got from James Goss for this one was to have Brian meet the Eighth Doctor and have the Doctor try and foil Brian's assassination attempts either of the Doctor or somebody else. One of the main challenges that we had recording the Time of Victoria stories was we were all set to go into studio when the global lockdown of 2020 came into effect. Luckily, we managed to to have one recording day, so we got a few people done then, but everyone was then done separately from uh, their homes, and there was a a sort of tense few days when we were sort of working out how we could do it and if we could do it. And uh, really just absolutely massive congratulations and heartfelt thanks must go to Scott Hancock who has, it was just amazing at getting everyone to record and did all the sessions. And when you listen to it now, you have no idea that all of these people were not in the same room. Miss? Felicity, and this is... I am Brian. Delighted to meet you both. Pity about the circumstances. Hello, my name is Scott Hancock. I am the director of Doctor Who. He kills me, he kills me not. Recording people individually is a much harder process because... Uh, when casted together, they naturally feed off each other. They, you know, they react to one another, which is what you want. Uh, when they're recording in isolation, you, as a director, you need to give the energy to make sure that everybody's feeding off the energy that other actors have given or that you hope they will give. So, uh, as a director, it takes a lot more time because basically you have to prep a script for every individual actor. So if there's a cast of six or seven you're basically doing six or seven different versions of the script to make sure everything ties in. Whereas, obviously, when you've got everyone in a room together, um, you only need to prep it the once. And then, obviously, you've got the discrepancies of different studio setups and, and things like that. So, technically, you need to make everything match up. I'm Paul McGann, and I played Doctor Number 8. When I was a kid, Westerns were... That makes, this makes me sound really old. I can I can actually remember Saturday morning flicks, uh, and a lot of them were westerns, you know, um, which I adored. 
and later on seeing like masterpiece westerns or the John Ford westerns and yeah I like a western and also, I mean, also I'm big into I probably told you this anyway into silent movies you know and westerns were getting made in you know, before the first world war it's old hat in fact westerns were being made probably while the west was still being won this is all sand and corrugated iron a stiff breeze could bring it all tumbling down if things are kind of stock as you put it uh, I think you have more of a sense of where the thing is heading um, the characters tend to be quite broad broadly painted broadly drawn broadly sketched um, so you need to have a lot of fun with it that's the thing yeah I've shaken the hand of a few ouds in my time I'll have you know round round the world <laughs> yeah yeah I've had some good conversations with, with the odd ood dude none of whom were rude <laughs> I've met the Ood. Yeah, I've, I've done a scene with an Ood. It's glamour, isn't it? That's part of the glamour, mate. I'm Carrie Thompson, and I wrote He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not. Working on this project has been a huge amount of fun. It's been really interesting to work to someone else's brief in this way, um, when the story is in place and just taking those bones and running with it and creating some really interesting fun dynamic characters and scenes and also getting to write for um paul mcgann absolute dream brian the ood well where do i start really i think he might be one of my favorite characters i've ever written and i don't say that lightly um yeah he's wonderful i mean i've always had a soft spot for the oud so when this came through i was delighted to have to in the name of research go back and watch the satan pit and planet of the oud all of those episodes um just to remind myself of course about them and their journey in the doctor who universe and he obviously is anomalous and um you yeah, probably the only assassin Ood. So yeah, it was really interesting to subvert subvert the character qualities, I suppose, of the Ood and write something really fun and I, I feel like there's a real tension with him. My name is Silas Carson and I am reprising the Ood, but this time uh, in the guise of Brian, who's a fabulous assassin. He's called Brian. The Oods always have silly names, don't they? I love that he's called Brian. It's perfect. I just love doing the Oods in all of their different forms and, and guises. They're just such gorgeous little creatures. So even as an assassin, you know, it's, um, it's just a privilege to me. It's so much fun. But yes, as you know, an Ood as an assassin means that there's just a lot more range for, um, for evilness. <laughs> to joy. I wouldn't need to run. You wouldn't need to run. And she wouldn't need to breathe. Yeah, as always, these scripts are just so much fun. You know, they're, they're great stories. Uh, there's a lot going on, but they're wonderfully tongue-in-cheek. So I had great pleasure reading it, as I always do. Hi, so I'm Pauline, Pauline Eyre, and I play Sheriff Catherine. <laughs> um, yeah, my reaction to being off of this was that my agent texted me on Friday and um, and there were expletives in my answer, which finished with a very resounding yes. Quite excited. I am quite well known. I do stand-up comedy and I'm quite well known for always having my TARDIS backpack on me. So, yeah, I was quite excited to get asked to do this. Morning, Sheriff. What can I get you? Just a water, thanks. So, yeah, C Catherine's pretty... Yeah, she's pretty hardened, isn't she? She's She's been through some stuff and she's pretty hardened and she mostly likes to keep a very tight ship on her little town and she likes things very peaceful and she's angry with Dr Craddock from things that happened in the past and she just wants peace and quiet and to sit in her bar and drink water. Um, so she doesn't. she's not excited about these weird people coming from another planet to try and to create havoc. <laughs> Hi, I am Melanie Stevens, and I am playing Sophie Russell. Hiya, uh, my name's Misha Malcolm and I'm playing Felicity. But we should see if they need help. Leave them be. I'm not letting you out of my sight. So I've really enjoyed the experience of doing my first big finish. Um, 
obviously we're in isolation so I'm actually in a cupboard but um, I think it sounds great and I've really enjoyed it. Recording in isolation has been an experience. It's uh, a lot of um, learning, it's a learning curve and it's uh, lots of mistakes have been happening but um, it's actually been quite exciting being able to create your own studio in the weirdest of places and actually it's surprised me how well it works. Uh, my name is Martin McDougall and I am playing Dr. Craddock. They were under my care. I wish I could have done more to save him. I, uh, uh, I, I should get on with treating your friends, doctor. W would you mind waiting outside? You may not believe this, but my first reaction was uh, joy because my first words, according to my mother, I was born in Scotland, uh, were, I am a Dalek. Yeah, so I was watching um, it back in the early 60s or whenever, 65, I guess it must have been. Yeah. So I've always wanted to, yeah, to do something to do with Doctor Who. I think it's uh, awesome. My name is Jack DeVos and I play Samson. Yeah, my first big finish is a, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's obviously different than what you're used to, I suppose. Uh, we got a little setup in a closet here, so. It's definitely not the the big studio you're used to um it you know you kind of miss having the the other actors there the camaraderie of uh, recording together but um yeah it's good it's always good to keep involved while while we're doing the isolation so yeah so um there's a i think he's a really genuine character i think he's just trying to make a living out there so you can take a lot of uh, uh sort of influence from I mean, I took some influence, I think, from Deadwood, as I said earlier. Um, one of the characters who's the, uh, the innkeeper there was definitely an influence for me. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Time Lord Victorious into the search pane at the top and you'll find yourself all the lovely releases in this range. You can also click audiobooks and just go straight to the Time Lord Victorious range. A truly wondrous thing, and that's for darn sure. Coming up soon, your chance to get a drama tease of the first 15 minutes of this month's awesome Fifth Doctor Adventure, Shadow of the Daleks, starring Peter Davison. But first... Oh yes, time to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's the Randomoid Selectatron. And I can tell you now, it's a whopper. We've got 146 Doctor Who Heroes of Sontar. Sontar, ha! Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Heroes of Sontar. The Sontarans were the sworn enemies of the Rutans, an amoeboid species. The Doctor and I met them on Earth in the Middle Ages, a race of troll-like warmongers. Up in the sky, Doctor, look! Good heavens. A shooting star! It's breaking up! Don't say a spaceship. A spaceship. Sorry. And that's not debris in its wake. Escape pods may be spherical too, and terribly familiar. The big ship's coming down! It's gonna hit! So, uh, do either of them look like stumpy cross-eyed trolls? Why do you ask? Because there's three of them behind you. Prisoners of the Sontaran Empire! Oh no. Sontarans, right? Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And what more do you want than some Sontarans, quite frankly? Well, indeed, if you want to hear a bunch of uh, short, angry chaps shouting for two hours, this is the release for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I don't think... I didn't direct this. Heroes of Sontar. Just, I've, I've written Sontart, so that won't work. Oh, yummy. <laughs> A Sontar. Yes. Would you like tart? Would you like a Sontart? Great stuff by Alan Barnes. It's quite uh, quite witty, and of course, it has the full team of Janet Fielding, Mark Strickson, and Sarah Sutton in it. Rather splendid cover there. Who did the cover? Let me have a look. It's Anthony Lamb. I thought it had that that flavour to it. 
Uh, yeah, and that was recorded back on the 17th and 20th of December in 2010. 2010. Wow. Almost 10 years ago. Incredible to think. Uh, and all the, all the doctors have been with us all that time. Great stuff there from Peter Davison. Brilliant. Okay, well... Um, do you want to explain, Benji, how they get their 25% discount on this? Why not, eh? It's super simple, honestly. All you need to do is type bigfinish.com into your search bar at the top and uh, it'll bring up the, the main website. On there, you'll go along on the menu to podcasts. Mm. It'll have our latest podcast. Then you click the read more on that. And in the little blurb where it uh, explains everything, it will say, just click here and enter the offer code Buck up, buck up, all capital letters, uh, no spaces, no complications. You enter that in, you get 25% off. It's a no-brainer, and you'd be you'd be a fool to miss it. So if you don't have this story, it's an absolute whopper of a story. It's got some tyrants in it. It's got the Fifth Doctor. It's got all the Fifth Doctor's rocking companions. What more do you want? Just do it. That's what I say. Yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> Well, cheers, Ran. Always a pleasure, never a chore. We simply cannot express our gra- express express our gratitude adequately enough. Can't express anything. I can't express. I can't today. Um, time now for us to say goodbye huh? in the style of a multi-platform narrative arc. Nick, go. Time Lord victorious. Time Lord victorious. Time Lord victorious. That's my plug for Time Lord Victorious. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't top that, so I'll just say, uh, bye. And while we're away, you can enjoy the first 15 minutes of Shadow of the Daleks 1, Aimed at the Body by James Kettle and starring Peter Davison as that doctor bloke we all know and love so much and naturally is free. Here it is. much further. I don't know. None of this surprises me. What a pestilential country. A carbuncle on the Earth's backside. Oh! Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, Douglas, I think Mummy should rest. <laughs> I can manage. It's just, if the ground were less uneven... We really must keep moving, Mrs Coldwood. Unless Angus turns up again, it's up to us to find our way back to the road. But the heat... I can barely think. Everywhere I look, it's sort of fuzzy around the edges. We need water. Angus carried the water. We must get back to the road. The only other possibility is to find some water in the mountains. Uh, Angus! Do you think he heard? The size of that echo? Surely all of Australia would have heard. As if that would help. Flora, what does he mean? Douglas is taking this whole thing personally. It is personal. A lost guide? They've had it in for me from the start. A guided trip through the mountains. What a chance for an enterprising chap to maroon us here. He wouldn't end up in court. He'd be a national hero. You're paranoid, Douglas. Just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not all still Australian. I've always thought they were wonderful people. Fan your mother, Flora. The heat's getting to her. (laughs) If I could climb those rocks, I could look down into the valley. See if there are signs of life. Wait here. Sometimes that man's manner... Don't say anything, Mummy. It's such a beautiful country. And the people are kind. We wouldn't have come over here otherwise. Your father always said an Australian would treat you as he finds you. They certainly treat Douglas as they find him. They could be kinder. He is kind. Tell that to the man who got hit. Hello! Hello! Is there anyone out there? I can hear you. 
Why can't I see you when I can hear you? You need some water. I'm sure Angus will return soon. Oh dear, I do feel faint. It's just so hot. You really didn't need to come. What nonsense. You two up in these mountains without a chaperone. The way young men behave in this day and age. What's that? There's a wind, a storm maybe. Oh, bring us a cooling breeze. It sounded like machinery. Somewhere below us. Mummy, look! Well, that wasn't there a moment ago. You can see it. It's not just me. I've never seen anything like it, not even in India. Gone. It was there, and then it was gone. No luck, I'm afraid. Douglas, we saw something. Very likely. The whole country's teeming with snakes. Oh, dear. No, it was something bigger. It appeared, and then it went again. A mirage. The heat. We both saw it. It was a sort of statue, but steel, like the bridge in Sydney. And alive. I'm sure it had an eye. Somehow it seemed to look right through me. The sooner we return to civilization, the better for both of you. Yes. Oh, I feel so dizzy. She's in no state to walk, Douglas. But we can't stop here. I'm sure someone will come to our aid. I'm the most hated man in Australia. Why should anyone in this country help us? Oh. <gasps> Sorry to disturb you. Can I ask for directions? Where on earth did you come from? The cricket field, by the look of it. A pitch, not field. A supporter, that's all we need. I think I've taken the wrong direction. I wasn't expecting to see mountains. I was looking for the Adelaide Oval. Are you mocking me, sir? No need for the sir. I'm the doctor. Just the doctor? Like W.G. Grace, I suppose. I've been mistaken for him before. Can't see why. You don't look a bit like him. Fair point. Anyway, uh, the Adelaide Oval. Left or right? Uh, you're out of your way, Doctor. Adelaide's a thousand miles from here. Ah, I think I'm going to miss the test match. The test match? The test match finished more than a week ago. That's a pity. I paid a lot for those tickets. Well, for 1933 prices. any water, Doctor? No, sorry. Do you know, it's never occurred to me to carry any. The man's an idiot. Douglas! Only an idiot would come into these mountains without water. And do you have any? Our guide had it, but he's disappeared. How do you mean, disappeared? He was walking ahead of us, and then he seemed to vanish, just like the statue vanished. Statue? The crafty beggar crawled off into the bushes. I'm sure he's having a great laugh at my expense. Yes, very possibly. Well, I'm sure I can provide assistance. It hardly seems very likely. For goodness sake, Douglas. Give the man a chance to help us. He's an Englishman and a cricket supporter. Yes, only one of those things is true. I thought so. He's a Maltese. Why should it matter that I'm a cricket supporter? You're trying my patience, Doctor. He's Douglas Jardine. The England cricket captain? Yes. I had no idea. I'm sorry. So am I. I can't tell you what an honour this is to meet the actual Douglas Jardine. One of the most successful touring captains in Ashes history. I've only won two matches. Uh, yes, I should probably have kept that to myself. But what a batsman you are, and what a leader, what a captain, absolutely single-minded in your pursuit of victory. Well, that's very pleasant of you. <sighs> He's warming to you now, Doctor. I'm a great admirer. I mean, some of the tactics are a bit, you, well, you know. What's wrong with my tactics? Oh, the infamous body line and so on. They'll still be talking about it in a hundred years. I expect. Probably. And what will they be saying? Well, aiming at the batsman's body. Uh, effective, but not absolutely cricket. It's my opinion that anyone who talks about things like that not being cricket doesn't know cricket at all. Douglas, we need this man's help. That's quite all right. I have a vehicle a short walk from here. I can take you off these mountains wherever you want to go. Will it seat all four of us? Comfortably. I can even fit in some bags. 
Lead the way then, Doctor. Flora, I'll carry your mother. He shouldn't have spoken to you like that. I'm sorry. No, I could have been more diplomatic. He doesn't usually have that sort of temper. The heat makes it difficult for everyone. I wish that was all it was. Tell me. We met at the start of the tour. And he was different? He was so much happier then. Keen to do well in the games, but looking forward to it. His manners changed so much since Adelaide. I imagine he's under a lot of pressure. They say the way he makes his men play. It's damaging relations between England and Australia. It's certainly a ruthless way of treating your opponents. His schoolmaster said when they made him captain, Douglas might win you the ashes, but lose you the empire. <laughs> I know the type. But he is loyal and very determined. Now, that's not good. You don't think so? No. The TARDIS. It isn't where I left it. The what? How much further do we have to go? There's something wrong. Something altogether wrong. The land has shifted. An earthquake? Don't talk nonsense, man. Would have felt it. I don't mean that. What I'm saying is, this part of the mountain is not as it was. So you're as lost as us. That's not what worries me. The whole topography of the area has been altered. Shut up a moment and listen. Water! Oh, we're saved. I don't know about that. It's coming from this direction. It can't be far. Douglas, what is that? What? On the path ahead. Some sort of bundle. Don't. I wouldn't go near it. Don't give me orders, Doctor. I'm going to set you down, Mrs. Coldwood. Such a burden. I'll go with him. Flora, stay with your mother. I... Good heavens. Flora, don't come near. You might want to step back too, Douglas. This body's been here for some time. But it can't have been. It's Angus. Angus? Our guide. Those are our water bottles he's carrying. I'm going to turn him over. Are you ready? I don't flinch easily, Doctor. No, I've read that in the match reports. <coughs> I see. Oh, I've never come across anything like that. Something has caused him to age at terrible speed. This man's body is hundreds of years old. I feel so much better for the water. And I'm sure it's cooler now the sun's gone down. Yes. So lucky to find this lake. It's a wonder we got down the mountain so quickly. It does make one wonder, what is making the geography around here so fluid? How are Douglas and Flora? I'm giving them some time. For once, Douglas is being very quiet. Since we found Angus. Yes. Since we found Angus. He must be in shock. And after going through such an awful time of it with the Australians, they really are such nice people. Most of them are, yes. I can't think why he doesn't get on with them. People have different ideas about the way the game should be played. Ah. I'm not a cricket person myself. I've never seen the point of something that goes on for days and days and ends with neither side winning. I find life can be rather like that from time to time. Mm. And the fuss after the last game. I really couldn't understand what this body line is all about. He told his bowlers to aim at the body. Well, you'll have to treat me like a silly old woman, one that needs things explained to her. People think cricket's a gentle game, but a cricket ball launched by a test-class bowler, that's a rock-hard lump of leather travelling towards a batsman at over 80 miles an hour. It sounds lethal. It depends on what the bowlers are aiming to do and what they're aiming at. If a captain tells his bowlers to target a batsman's body, well, the captain will argue he's just trying to force them to play a shot and make a mistake, but the other side might well think he's going out of his way to injure them. Either way, it's a pretty ruthless way to play the game. I don't think there'll ever be much argument about that. When the man got hit, the uproar. There are people in this country that would tear Douglas limb from limb. The thing that killed Angus. Do you suppose it will come back for us? I wish I knew. Doctor, I think I should tell you. I now understand what's going on. Oh, dear. You've come here to drag me into a scandal, haven't you? I don't use this word very often, sir, but you're a blackguard. Douglas, 
Leave him alone. I see how it is. You butcher poor Angus some ungodly way or other and try and pin the blame on me. The Australians will believe it. They think the worst of me anyway. Douglas. Dragging my name through the filth. I expect you're in the pay of some criminal gang. Or even worse, the press. I don't think the doctor has anything to do with it. If I did cause poor Angus's death, why didn't I take one of the water bottles? I didn't have any, same as you. Well, there must be an explanation. Yes, and whatever it is, it has nothing to do with the doctor. I don't know. Look, I know emotions are running high. Douglas, you know what it's like to be unfairly accused. Yes. I take it back, Doctor. I won't rush to judgment. I take back the bit about you being a blackguard. Don't worry about it. I've had worse. Look, I don't think we should risk leaving here before dark. We can make a shelter and continue when it gets light. Douglas, perhaps you'd help me find some branches. Will the women be all right on their own? I'm thinking about... Whatever killed Angus. If whatever killed Angus returns, we'd be powerless to protect them. I'm not in the habit of being powerless, Doctor. If I'm in a corner, I'll use whatever I've got to defend myself. Like ordering your team to bowl at the body. Would you say that again? We should find what we need in these trees. It isn't against the rules, you know. There are other rules in life besides those that are written down. They sent me over here to win. To win at any cost. This should do for us. Can you take that end? to be ruthless. Every time I go to bat, I feel like I'm really going to war. Well, that's not the way I play the game, Douglas. <laughs> because you don't play it to my standard. When you play a game at the highest level, winning is all that matters. People talk about sport bringing nations together. And that's the job of diplomacy. Treaties. Sport pits nation against nation and determines the winner. It's certainly a point of view. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Yes. Goodbye.